This episode is brought to you by 21 Kicks Journals, the journals you'll actually finish. Research shows that actively doing something for 21 days in a row will change your brain. Our uniquely designed 21-day journals will grow you on a deeper level, help you increase your odds of achieving your goals, and, not to mention, they're fun and beautifully designed. Head to the 21 Kicks Etsy shop today to explore your journaling options. We'll link it in the show notes. Welcome to the Witty and Gritty Podcast, where we believe that lifelong learning and relentless determination are essential to developing your passions and reaching your goals. Here to help you along the way are the hosts of the show. Take it away, ladies. Hey, y'all. I'm Brooke. And I'm Farron. As educators and high achievers, we're passionate about providing our listeners with effective strategies to help navigate life's obstacles and reach your goals sooner. Join us as we break down credible research that gives you a fresh perspective and challenges your limiting beliefs. Laugh and grow as we share personal anecdotes and interviews from people that have demonstrated what it takes to be successful. By implementing these practices, you will develop your unique skill set and learn how to better serve your community. Get your mind right. And enjoy this time designed just for you. This is episode 131 and we are starting a very brand new mini-series we're excited about. Yes, brand spanking new. Spanking new. <laughs> what does that even mean? I'm Maybe it's because when you have a baby, they used to spank the baby. Okay. I don't know. I just really made that up. So it sounds... Let's sounds go like with that. Accurate. Sounds like a fact. Anyway, <laughs> our new book that will take us through episodes 131 through 140... Yeah. ...is going to be Gangster Prayer. Yes, Gangster Prayer. Now... You don't have to be a gangster. That's true. To Disclaimer. pray this way. Yes. So <laughs> In fact, we would encourage you to not be yeah. a gang. Unless that gang is Jesus's gang. Yes. <laughs> Where the rule is love everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love it. And do unto others. Sure. So this is Gangster Prayer. It's by Autumn Miles, who is amazing, by the way. She is. Um, you'll get to hear her speak at the end of this series because yes. we will be interviewing her. How exciting. Very, very thrilling. Yes. So this is all about relentlessly, relentlessly pursuing God with passion and great expectation. So again, it's all focused and centered around prayer. So I know that can be a hot topic like, I don't know how to pray or I don't know what to do there. Yeah, I definitely like this book um, because I thought I knew how to pray, and then I started reading it, and it was like, oh, uh-huh. oh, okay, that makes more sense, and I've even got to see some changes as a result. So if you already think, I got this down, it's one of the many things I feel like I'm doing great. There's still probably something <laughs> in there for you. Yes, if we're still on earth, we hadn't made it quite yet, so there's always room for improvement, and like you were saying, Farron. I think it's just part of the growth process of when you know how to do something better, you do it better, and that takes practice, and this book was really refreshing for me, and I like her talk style because it's, like me, blunt and to the point. It's perfect. <laughs> I was going to say, like, talking to your best friend, but there uh, well, is case in point. Yes, there yes. you go. <laughs> it was like talking <laughs> to Brooke. <laughs> oh, well, that's ironic. Isn't yeah. it ironic? Don't you think? It's like, Ray! (laughs) Wow, that is quite the intro. So we're going to go two by two on these episodes until we hit our interviews. So we're going to cover chapters one and two today. All right, so let's get started. Chapter one, titled, My Wake-Up Call. 
Fight the lie. Prayer works for some people, but not for me. So I should focus on other spiritual things. Yeah, sometimes I like to avoid the thing that Mm -hmm. maybe I'm uncomfortable with or I've deemed like, well, I'm not good at that. So I'm just going to avoid that entirely. Yeah, I can do all these other things pretty well. So some people are really good at studying the Bible. That's not my strong suit. I've gotten better at it over the past couple of years listening to Dab, which has been super helpful. So I would say I really like how she always starts it with, here's the goal of the chapter. We're fighting this specific lie. And like we talked about in our Get Out of Your Head miniseries, that Satan is constantly trying to attack your thoughts. So you've got to get that in check. Yes. And I think there are times, right, where we're like, focus on your strengths and use those to your advantage. But, um, you know, if you want to improve, you got to figure out what your weaknesses are so that way you can work on those to get better. I tell our players on the team I coach a lot, we do drills that they don't like, and they don't like them because they're terrible at them. (laughs) I said, but that's why we need to practice them more. So everyone's not good at something. Okay, how many times did you, Farron, do you remember how many times you fell when you started walking before you could actually walk without falling? Several times, I'm sure. (laughs) What is, I can't remember what episode it is where you talk about how you hate falling yes it is for fact it's a miracle that I even walk I should have just crawled the rest of my life how many people fall crawling you know see probably somebody out there that's a good point Baron. just build in some extra time to get there but what I tell my students who want to give up when something's hard I'm like but if you would have given up on walking you'd have to crawl into the public bathroom so that does it for them yes that'll do it for sure So, side note, if you are, this is the techie side of recording and podcasting and stuff, a lot of podcatchers, which would be like Apple Podcasts and iTunes and Google Play and Amazon and Spotify, a lot of those only keep 100 episodes, so like the latest 100 episodes. So since we are now above 100 in episodes, you can't find episodes 1 through 131, or episodes 1 through 31 a lot of times so we'll link anytime we refer back to a mini series we always link it in the show notes that way you can click and go to our website to find the episodes that's a pretty big milestone right like oh, old lady over a hundred so we have to go to the archives yes, <laughs> they're in the basement <laughs> on a cassette tape yes okay so again uh, autumn talks about how her she grew up with, as a preacher's daughter and she didn't realize how ineffective not ineffective but like how blah her prayer life was until she kind of hit that milestone of rock bottom and let's go from here yeah I like her story so I I do have to tell you I love my girl Miles Mm -hmm. um there were plenty of songs growing up in high school that had the word gangster in them that you know that's my jam Mm -hmm. but when I saw the word gangster prayer I was like what yeah um but I like the way she explained it so if you can't get past the title because I'm not a big reader if the title sounds good and it has a cool picture, then I'll pick it up. <laughs> yeah. Um, much like the old library days. It's like, give me the picture books <laughs> with the cool titles. Um, so if you can't get past the title, just really quickly, she was watching some mob history channel show and God spoke to her saying they are more passionate about their life of crime than you are about praying. And my goodness, if you approached your prayer life like these guys do their uh, criminal lifestyle, just how intense would that be? What what would it look like to be that passionate about praying? Right. So after she tells that anecdote, she says, here's the short definition of what it means to be a gangster prayer. 
intentional, tenacious, relentless communication with God that focuses on his might as the source for the answers we seek and on the gospel of Jesus Christ, which gives us access to that power. So again, like you were saying, passion, intention, and all about communication and connection. A lot of times we think prayer, like it's when you're desperate, like God, give me whatever, whatever, instead of like, hey, we're supposed to have a relationship. If I, It would not be a very good relationship with me and you, Farron, if I just only asked you for things. No. It's not, I mean, I mean, that's what like a two-year-old does, yeah. but they at least reciprocate sometimes. Can I have a hug? <laughs> yes. Well, and I heard a pastor explain it this way too. It's like, would you want, like we are women, and so if we had boyfriends, would we want our boyfriend to only like text or call us as often as we pray to God? Mm-hmm. So if you're like, I pray to God on Sundays, would your relationship do very well if you only spoke to your boyfriend once a week on Sunday? Right, and it was some, and it was something that you needed or yeah. they needed. Huh. <laughs> yeah. So um, I thought uh, again, if you think of this again as a relationship and ongoing, I think that's great too. Yeah, so she talks about how we can overhaul and unlearn bad habits. So, you know, once you realize, oh, this is not the way to do a thing, you've got to unlearn it and retrain yourself. And that's kind of what this book does. And if you're in the realm of wanting to untrain and retrain, we have our Atomic Habits mini-series, which is episodes 103 through 111. But 111 is, don't you dare listen to that one. Yes. Why not? Because that's where I said too much about myself that one time, and you'll never let me live it down. It's the only episode number that I remember. For those of you keeping score at home, that's the only one. It probably helps that it's all ones. So, episode 111. You can stop saying that now. Uh, Still playing on the gangster analogy, she does talk about how Satan, the enemy, um, wants to put these lies into your head. And we've read before about how a lie... The hardest ones are the ones that have like a partial truth. Yes. So um, how this chapter started out with the title, but then the lie that some of you might believe, um, again, that's from Satan. He wants to distract you and keep you from prayer time because if you are a believer, that is your direct connection to God. So as you make excuses or get distracted, just remember... um, that's not from God. He would not want to give you reasons to not meet with him. Yes. So if you're doing, you know, some self-checking in, self-evaluation, uh, maybe we always talk about uh, documenting your time, seeing where that's all going, um, and those thoughts are coming into your head, just check the source. Yes, there are several verses she references um, that were what she leaned on kind of whenever she was re- revitalizing her prayer life. So, I mean, she just lists 13 right here, and they're all in the book. Again, we always encourage you to get the book and read it. She does a good job of always tying it back into the context of the story, not just, let's pluck out a verse. She's like, no, 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 no. But what's the context here? What's happening? And that's how she has learned how to pray. Yeah, we've had people ask before, you know, how do you pick where to start studying the Bible? Mm-hmm. We love audio versions of the Bible where people break it down. But if you got this book and she references a part of scripture, you could then go back and read that chapter. And so, like you were just saying, Brooke, reading it in context. So you could get a little two for one here, work on your prayer life, and then also get directed to important pieces of scripture to go read in their entirety. It helps when you have the whole story too, just with anything Mm -hmm. in life in general. So why would we not want to also do that for verses I like how in this first chapter, when she gets this wake-up call of, man, I need to be a gangster for my prayer life, 
she talks about how miracles can be normal. Like miracles happen all around us. We're just either not looking, not paying attention or not asking. Yeah. I've heard, um, it said time and time again, you know, wouldn't it be cool to live in the time when there were miracles and it's like, but they're still happening Uh, (laughs) or people saying, if I experienced a miracle, then I would believe. And it's like, well, have you, (laughs) have you prayed for one lately? Or, you know, back to you said looking, looking for one. So that's going to be the underlying theme for sure. That if we keep up these practices, that what is a miracle to them can be normal to you. Also, at the end of the book, she gives you challenges to change, which are really cool. So if you're reading this with someone or with us or with your spouse, or if you're looking for questions to just have quality conversation with, these are really good to ask each other and to get vulnerable with. We're also big about journaling, and I love a good prompt because sometimes I I need something just to get me started. So um, you could also use these questions at the end of each chapter as journaling prompts. Hey, Farron, I know someone who has journals. You do? I do, yes. 21 Kicks Journals, people. We'll link our journal line in the show notes. Fantastic. So so some of the challenges to change, we're we're not going to go over all of them. We want to leave some stuff for you guys to dive into. But one of the questions is, be honest. Are you 100% satisfied with your prayer life? I want to be 100% (laughs) satisfied with my prayer life. Mm -hmm. But I think everyone can probably honestly say, no, I'm not 100% satisfied. Because we could always do better, grow more, be better, be more intentional. So I think that's a good starting point, too. Just be honest with yourself. If you don't even want to say it out loud, you can write it or think it or whatever. I think this is another important question, too, when it comes to any type of change. It's, uh, are you ready for an overhaul? Now, overhaul might be extreme for some people, but basically, are you ready to make the change? Because mm-hmm. ultimately, that's what it has to be. Um, you know, you can get the fancy candle and the nice blanket and a little chair and call it your prayer spot and have it all nice. Mm-hmm. You can set your alarm to go do it and pray every day. But um, if you don't have the why, if you don't have the purpose... Uh, those habits are going to die off pretty quickly. So you got to really be all in. And if you're not, like be honest with yourself, and that's fine. You don't have to fake it. But explore that a little bit. Why don't you want to change your prayer life? And I bet some of those reasons that come up are what's going to be addressed in the next couple chapters. Yeah, for sure. And that goes nicely with one of the other questions, which is what bad habits do you need to stop in order to move forward? So I like how she gives those general questions, but also super specific where you can say, oh, actually, it's these three things. If I would just chip away at getting rid of those, then that would be helpful. Yeah. A bad habit could be like having to know exactly what to say or knowing exactly who and how to pray for and what to ask for and everything that's coming up in the next few chapters. So stick around. Okay. You ready for chapter two? Yes, ma'am. (laughs) Daru. To Daru. I don't know. Something clever after that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Chapter two, the dead language of prayer. Fight the lie. Prayer in the church is not a dying language. We pray every Sunday. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Again, like you were saying, do you only pray on Sundays? Do you only pray when you need something? Do you only pray when you're desperate? Yeah. I think if you ask somebody, they'd say, of course I pray. I go to church. And so... You're not wrong. Mm -hmm. You're not wrong. But um, a prayer life is, again, you live life every day, Mm -hmm. not just 
come back from the dead to right. go to church for right. an hour on Sunday. It's kind of like how we talk about deliberate practice all throughout our grit mini series that will link that to episodes 19 through 25. You'll have to go to the archives <laughs> down to the basement to get the dusty box. Yes, but I was explaining to Sloan the other day. She's like, oh, well, if I just keep practicing it, I'll get better. And I said, wait, wait, wait. You have to deliberately practice and intentionally practice. We were at a restaurant, and I used the napkin, for example. It's like, if I want to get better at folding this napkin, if I just practice however I want, and I crumbled it up and put it on the table, it's like, is that a good way to fold a napkin? She's like, no. It's like, okay, but now if I think about what I'm doing, I'm going to fold it here, I'm going to match the corners here. Super Enneagram 1, now that I'm saying it out loud. <laughs> and is that, see how I'm more intentional and the napkin lays better? She's like, oh, yeah, okay, I get it. I'm like, same with practice, same with Jesus, same with... <laughs> Yes, this is the first chapter, and she'll reference it again um, in later chapters, but she brings up the armor of God. Yeah, and that's actually our free mini journal. If you go online right now, you can get a five-minute mini journal for free, emailed directly to you. Yeah, and out of this part of scripture, she points out that there's a lot of, like, armor, I feel, is defensive, right? Mm -hmm. You're protecting yourself. Um, but in this same part, it also mentions two offensive weapons. What are they? What are they? Well, I know that one of them, oh, I do remember both. One is God's word and the other one is prayer. So, um, that's pretty neat if you think about it Mm -hmm. as prayer is not just a way of communicating and asking for God for things, which is definitely one part of prayer. But the other piece of it is praying to like attack the enemy. Yeah, for sure. And you know how we talked about in these other mini-series with combating lies of Satan's trying to feed you these negative thoughts? Well, that means God is also trying to feed you positive thoughts too, right? So you're going to have to really filter, and it's not all negative things trying to come in your head. You've got to also see the positive too, so you can take that and roll with it as well. Yep. And so in this part of the chapter, she also, I love that she gives kind of like a a rating. So Mm -hmm, if you are feeling these things, it could be due to um, a lack of quality prayer time. So if you have a negative, uh, if you have a negative mind, experiencing discouragement, anger, anxiety, fear, division, cynicism, a lack of peace, missing hope, they, those are all symptoms of having a negative prayer life and then not surprisingly the opposite of that would be the fruits of the spirit which are love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control so if you would like to experience those (laughs) things those can be the symptoms of an active and healthy prayer life she also makes it a point to talk about how earlier when she was praying like if you pray for not having an anxious mind don't give me an anxious mind please give me a mind of peace When she started shifting it to, like, I just want to connect with you and grow our relationship, having peace of mind was a byproduct of the relationship they're having. So think about it. If you just hang out, if you hang out with good friends, what happens? You're smiling, you're laughing, you're having a good time, you feel lighthearted. If you're in a toxic environment, like if you're stuck in a negative work environment and you're there and the teacher's lounge, some people, like, totally avoid a teacher's lounge. Ours is pretty positive, but a lot of people will not go there because it's so negative and how does that leave you feeling so those are byproducts like having an anxious mind dwelling on negative things getting angry that's all going to be a byproduct of what you're feeding and what you're talking about yeah consumption can be literally what you're eating right so sometimes when you eat uh 
crap food, you feel like crap. And then when yeah. you eat healthy food, oh my gosh, I don't have a headache. I don't feel like crap. I have some energy. Who Look knew? Um, but like you said, consumption can also be the media intake, the people you're surrounding yourself mm-hmm. with. And it can also be time spent with uh, God in prayer. True. I like how she also mentions prayer isn't necessarily you just talking the whole time. A lot of times it's you also listening, or you could be doing praise and worship, and we're going to talk a little bit about that later on in this mini-series. It can look a bunch of different ways. Sometimes you don't know what to say, so you can just say Jesus, or God, you know how to put this into words, what I'm feeling, because sometimes we can't even articulate like the amount of pain or grief or whatever we're feeling. Or if you can't quite place it, like, I've never felt this before, so I don't know what it is, but help, please. Yeah, I like that, too. And she goes on to include lots of, again, scripture that shows how God can be bring life to a space or person that is dead, quite literally. Yeah. So, um, examples of bringing people back to life in the Bible. There's more than just Jesus. Right. Um, and I don't mean that condescending if you didn't know that. Uh, but since getting into the Bible more, there are multiple examples, even the examples of bringing the womb back to life at different Bible stories yeah, sure. where people have children that weren't able to have kids. So plenty of stuff for us to relate to today. I also like in this chapter how she kind of paints the picture of what if everybody, every Christian prayed like a gangster prayer. Like, what would would the world be like if we were all intentionally on our knees every day praying for specific things? And what would that look like? And how would that, what would the byproducts be in our lives or the lives of others? So that's just a cool thought there, too. What's the old cliche saying? Like, have you prayed about it more than you've complained about it? So there are. It's so good. It still stands. (laughs) There are a lot of things that we'd like to see change. And... Um, it's not necessarily like a one and done. Wouldn't mm-hmm. that be great if like working out, you just went once and woke up yeah. in the fit sh- for life. Yeah. Fit forever. <laughs> and that's another good point that you bring up that I was just thinking about this morning is, um, you know, like you would finish a class or a course in college and then you'd move on. Yeah. It was done. You can't undo that credit. No, but we've said before how like working out, if you want to stay in shape, you have to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. So that's same, the same thing with your prayer life. If you want to have an active prayer life and experience all the benefits, then it's got to be something that's ongoing. And if you're praying about a specific situation, same thing, stay with it. And mm-hmm. again, she'll share lots of it, stories of uh, how long she prayed for a variety of things. Um, so definitely working on not your timeline but God. yes and well yeah we will talk about that in the in the next episode actually uh she does bring up the point how remember how <laughs> the israelites they constantly don't do what god says like come here you and then they'll go back and like praise and worship god and then they'll stumble again and then they'll praise and worship god and you know every time they do that their life gets a little bit better and then it turns to crap like you said whenever they stop doing those things so it's time, like the whole story of them in the in the Old Testament shows the whole cycle of turn and repent, and then our life does get better. Reminds me of my kids when they were in that three nature stage. Mm-hmm. Like we're having a great moment. Let me ruin it. And by <laughs> me, I mean them. Gosh, or like the Sour Patch Kids commercials. Yes. Like first they're sour, then they're sweet. Gosh, yeah. I love you so much. 
Again, there she has so much scripture throughout this Bible or throughout this book that it is so good. And again, she ties it all back in. So make sure you grab your copy of it. Yeah, and she has a lot of great um, real-life examples and illustrations to go with it, but that is for you, my friends, to dive into. We don't want to give her stories away either. We want her to tell you that through this book. But man, my eyes got sweaty a lot. Yeah, something in both my eyes. (laughs) I mean, there's goosebump stories and stories where you're like, yeah, let's go, and the stories where you're bawling. I remember (laughs) when I was reading the book for the first time and I was calling you, Farron, on the way to work, and I'm like, uh, I just got to this chapter. Just make sure you're ready for it. She's like, okay. It's always nice to have advanced warning. Yes. Oh, but it's good. It is really good, guys. It is good. And it just shows time after time how she's praying for miracles and God comes through. So there's that. All right. So challenge to change. Again, the questions that she has at the end of each chapter. Which one stood out to you? Mm. What do you need to unlearn or do differently in your prayer life to realize God's promises? Which is interesting because our church talks about, like, that's a promise of God. And there's been times where I'm like, how, wait, how did you, where did you come up with that God was going to promise you that? <laughs> where does it say in the Bible? So an example, a recent example, Sloan, um, she was told a scary story at school. And later that night, she could not go to sleep because she was still thinking about the scary story. And so then that verse that we quoted so dang much in the Switch on Your Brain, the Philippians 4, 8, which is like, think about such things, whatever is noble, pure, right, trustworthy, or trust, uh, praiseworthy, true. So we prayed over that verse, but then I kept reading, and then it said, if you practice these things and do these things, then the peace of God will be with you. And I was like, oh, whoa. So putting it together, duh, if you think about all these good things, peace will be there. I'm like, well, that makes sense. So now I realize, oh, that's a promise. If I think on such good things, I will be more at peace. Mm -hmm. Um, My personal response to this question would be talking about growing up Catholic and prayer looks a specific sort of way. There's a a specific sort of posture and stance and um, specific prayers you pray and a certain amount of times and in order and even getting like specific prayers that you're supposed to pray from the priest um, after reconciliation or, you know, repentance. And so um, unlearning those habits and just knowing that prayer can definitely look a lot different than that. Yeah, true. Okay, that wraps up episode 131, the first two chapters of Gangster Prayer. We're going to link all the things in the show notes, so make sure you tap on that and then look at it and click it. Yay! Yes, if you haven't got your copy of the book, it's not too late. Go get it today, and so you can read all the great details and stories and find that scripture, get you started on your Bible reading for today. See you later. Bye. We help hardworking Christian women get the growth they want by giving them the tools they need in order to have more joyful lives. We love providing our Christian-based personal growth podcast to our listeners at no cost. If you are enjoying the content, please consider supporting our mission by donating to our Patreon. We're a small team creating the show for our community by researching, recording, and producing the episodes ourselves. Any amount is greatly appreciated. Your support will help offset the cost of making and hosting the show. As a thank you, you can receive exclusive access. For more details on specific membership tiers, visit our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com forward slash witty and gritty. We've included the link in the show notes.